previously on Roll Gay Roleplay. Yeah, Milky River, powdered milk, ground, trees made of cheese. Could could you maybe help us out? We've our, our all of our Yulmuth presents have been stolen and our guard was killed, eaten alive. Cheese isn't good for dogs. <laughs> so this is all just very overwhelming. Do you know anything about magic and reversing curses and killing gods? We can try milk. <laughs> all right, no. I hate this place. Have you tried heavy whipping cream? Let's just hurry this along and see where they took these darn presents. Let's just go. There is a single dark figure standing in the middle of the field. Why did you eat the cheese person? I like milk. Good yummy, yummy milk. As soon as you swing through it, it transforms into a cloud of mist. Is this a vampire? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is a vampire. As you're loading the gifts up to bring it back to the town, Cleo, you notice that one of the gifts says Edith on it. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and my dad just told me he's a local celebrity. Oh. Oh. Hi, my name is Katie. I play Terry Chapo, and uh, are you just a little bit jealous, Chris? How many TikTok followers does he have? Damn. (laughs) Uh, My name is Brandon, and I think the sexiest M&M is the yellow one, because you know he lets you nut inside. Gross, but also so funny. Also, Hi, play I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tisha, and I play Edith. And my sister's calling me right now, but I'm not going to answer it, and I feel bad. Hi, I am Kate Beckinsale, and I have more pet peeves than anybody. <laughs> Do you want to know them? Yes. No. Yes. People talking in the movie theater. People eating in the movie theater loudly. People being rude. People making noises when you're supposed to be asleep. Like drilling noises outside. I could be here all day. You want to keep going? I can't I can't eat crunchy loud things in the movie theater because there's no captions. I won't be able to hear anything. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. The noises are in my head. All right. What's our question for today? We actually are skipping our question in lieu of the fact that you just leveled up. <gasps> So oh, we just had a right. battle in the last episode. You fought a, a mil- milky, milky vampire. Ooh, I don't like oh my that. God. That just gave me like shivers for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, I don't like that thing you just said. <laughs> oh, wait. Thing you staked him in the heart and he's dead, so. Can we stake you in the heart for saying that? <laughs> I gotta shake this off. <laughs> no, I got all my milk puns out. We're good. Yeah, you went to Dairyland. And you saved them from their vampire that was eating all of their cheese people and stole all their Yulmus presents. And in exchange, Kringle left you all something and you all got some new gifts. But now I want to talk about what happened when you leveled up because you all are level 10 now. Is that right? Yes. Queen. So let's go down the line. Let's talk about what has changed in your character now that you are level 10. I am now um, a natural explorer of mountains. So I have forest, grassland, and mountains. If I'm on any of these terrains, I can... Difficult terrain does not fuck with me and my speed. 
I can't become lost unless it's by magical means. I remain alert even if I'm doing something else in these areas. If I am foraging, I can find food twice as fast and I can track things like I can just track random shit. Like I'm just adept in these areas. So it's forest, grassland and mountain. And then the other one, which I think is going to be really great for this podcast. I already have so many ideas. It's hide in plain sight. So (laughs) starting at 10th level, you can spend one minute creating camouflage for yourself. You (laughs) must have access to fresh mud, dirt, plants, soot and other naturally occurring materials with which to create your camouflage. You're PETA from uh, The Hunger Games. <laughs> Once you are camouflaged in this way, you can try to hide by pressing yourself up against a solid surface, such as a tree or a wall, that's at least as tall and wide as you are. You gain a plus 10 bonus to dexterity checks, or stealth checks. You stick it through that drag show covered in mud and sticks? I mean, like, <laughs> if you just, like, put myself in glitter and be like, yeah, I'm just the wall. That's the category, <laughs> baby. <laughs> So I just imagine us being in the fairy world and I just like pluck a whole bunch of like fairy wings and then cover myself in them. Oh my God. Wait, what? No one's going to notice all the fairies on the floor screaming. (laughs) I'm doing great, right? Amazing. (laughs) You know, when you walk around the human world, you notice something just made out of arms walking around and you're like, that's normal. Jonathan's characters' time it takes for them to go insane is becoming shorter and shorter. <laughs> LMAO. <laughs> oh, God. Who's next? Uh, Humphrey leveled up. I took a level in Fighter, which gave me a feat. So I took an additional Eldritch incantation. I took Eldritch Adept, with, which gave me a new incantation. So for that, I took Eldritch Smite, which means I hit hard. Mm. I hit real hard. Yes, DPS daddy. Yeah, I'm going to add 4d4 to anything I... Well, when I use a spell slot, I'm going to hit much harder. That's nice. Sorry, I said d4. 4d8. Damn. Okay. Wow. That's going to be fun, yeah. Right? I just got something called Infectious Fury. So I have proficiency in athletics now. And I have Infectious Fury. So when I hit a creature with any of my natural weapons, so my teeth, nail, or tail, that rhymes, um, while I'm raging, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw, which is 15 right now, or suffer one of the following effects. I have to use the reaction to make a melee attack against another creature of my choice that I choose, or they take 2d12 psychic damage. And that can happen four times per long rest. Dang. Okay. Yeah, right? So Little Red Riding Hood is like now like a psychic monster. Exactly. I'm I'm, I'm into it. I'm just so angry. (laughs) She's a preteen. You remember how angry you were. First things first, I'll eat your brains. That explains it. (laughs) I'm a motherfucking (laughs) preteen. It took me a second. It took me a second. That was really funny. Well, Edith gained six health points. And she also got an extra cantrip. There aren't a whole lot of great cleric cantrips when I already had four. Now I have five and I, I'm like picking from the bottom of the barrel. But I, I did get divine intervention at 10th level. So I can call on my deity to intervene on my behalf when my need is great. Imploring your deity's aid requires you to use your action. Describe the assistance you seek and roll percentile dice. 
if you roll a number equal to or lower than your cleric level, your deity intervenes. The DM chooses the nature of the intervention. Uh, the effect of any cleric spell or cleric domain spell would be appropriate. If your deity intervenes, I can't use it again for seven days, otherwise I can use it again after a long rest. That will be with Chris, and I think... Chris, you know what my religion and everything is. I don't think it has come up so far in the podcast. Not but... yet, at least. Yeah, it seems like it's about to, though. Dun, dun, dun. So what What was the DM discussion thing? So basically, I ask my deity to intervene. Like, say, say that for some reason a fireball exploded and it killed, like, a whole town of people. And I would, or it's starting to kill a whole town of people. I could ask my deity to intervene and assist and you can choose the nature of the intervention. So if I roll properly. I gotcha. Okay, that's fun. A giant flood that puts out the fire but destroys the town. Right. Or, yeah, all the kids drown, but the other people <laughs> survive. Or, you know, depending oh on God, just what you're... Well, kids can't swim that well. No, I've I don't been know. killing kids. Keep talking. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's DM discretion. It is Chris, so I, don't I just don't want kids. I don't want them to not live. Oh, okay. okay. I think now we're going to move into our actual episode. Now that you've leveled up, you leveled up because of a battle you had with a vampire. Yep. Uh, which I think we discussed. You've now defeated the vampire, got your gifts, and now you've reached Anamik's magic boutique again. To this time, hopefully, take you to the actual fairy world and not dairy world or some variation of that rhyming scheme great does anyone need a rest before you reach the fairy world um, um i could definitely take one i lost a rage to display but that's it definitely florals and spring who has been stabbed battered bruised and has no spells yes yeah i didn't get to rest before the battle yeah umber's taking a nap too or you know what maybe florals and spring really wants to know more about this dagger I think have to sleep at some point. <laughs> no, I think Cherry is gonna be like, we should all sleep because you've been poisoned and beat up. I and... think it makes sense that uh, Florals is slowly going insane, dude. <laughs> never sleeping and poisoning themselves. I'm gonna roll a. I'm gonna roll a d4. Odd is stay up. Even is go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Your scientific technique is going to shit. Why can't you see it? Oh. I rolled a three, so... (laughs) my gosh. Edith will come over to Florals and say, Hey, buddy, I might not be the most scientific person here, but doesn't doing science depend on your brain? And doesn't your brain need rest to function properly? So wouldn't it be more economical if you, like, slept your brain and then came back at it with a proper, fully formed brain? You know how that works? Oi, good day, Edith. Uh, in the name of science and the fact that we're going to the fairy world, I think it'd be best if I brushed myself up on all of me maps and all of my uh, knowledge of the flora and fauna of the fairy world. So I'm going to get back to reading. Thank you for your um, concern. And then I um, give her like a pat on the arm and go back to reading my books. What if I wake you up like two hours before we get there? So I think that you'll be able to do more science in that two hours with the fully formed brain 
than you'll be able to do in this amount of time with like, you know, your sleep deprived brain. Oh, Edith, maybe I can just do the science now and the science then. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. I go and I pat her arm again, like, get away from me. I'm reading. Okay. Well, I mean, you know how brains work better than I do. So just do whatever you want, I guess. But I feel like you're putting us in danger. So I will keep that in mind when we do enter the fairy world. Thank you, Edith. Anna Meek is, of course, there in her boutique. And I am sure this is assumed, but this stay in Anna Meek's boutique, of course, is free of charge because boutique sent you to wrong place. That is unfortunate. But looks like you came back with souvenirs, which is nice, right? You had fun, little vacation for you. Everybody wins, right? Yeah, do you have... Uh, we have some more passengers this time. A, a couple of rats, is that okay? Lot of animals. A pigeon, rat, sausage. This is all Yes, this is fine. I will you will be off my house soon. Cherry is gonna try one last time to convince Florals to sleep. And this is what she's gonna say. I want to introduce you to my mom and I don't want you to introduce to her looking all crazy because you were taking care of me for the last like twenty four hours and I don't want her to get worried. Please. Oh, yeah. But shouldn't your mother know that we um, went through great trials and tribulations to get you back to Earth? I don't... Okay. I... Yeah, she's given up. <laughs> okay. And I, and I go back to reading my book. Let me see what two points of exhaustion does. Yeah, we're... <laughs> you all did try. Valiant effort. Uh, those of you that can sleep or are willing to sleep, go ahead and do so. Of course, a short rest means a long rest in Anamik's Air LR. Uh, Jonathan, however, yeah, what does the second point of exhaustion do to Cleo? My, my speed is halved. Oof. <laughs> Great. <laughs> See, I told you, didn't I, that you'll be way slower with your brain and your body because you didn't sleep. <laughs> gonna take you twice the amount of time to get stuff done if i reach six points of exhaustion i get i just die great <laughs> right. does exhaustion stack like are you still experiencing the level one effects plus the level two i imagine yes i think so so there's failing saves right yeah the creature suffers the effect of its current level of exhaustion as well as all lower levels Oof. all right don't look to cleo for help anytime soon <laughs> But since you're up, Cleo, could you roll me a perception check? Oh, wait, it's it's at disadvantage. <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's 11 because that was a 27. All right. <laughs> uh, then what I will tell you is during the night while you were reading and studying, you heard what sounded like Anamik or Madam Cookie, one of them, speaking loudly to themselves, calling out certain words. You couldn't make out what they were, but it seemed like she was talking to herself very loudly alone downstairs. That's what you'll get from an 11. Okay. Um, I think if I it's 11, I'm probably like, okay, she's talking to herself. Cool. I talk to myself all the time. And I go back to reading my book. Cool. Okay. Well, then we will have you all wake up. Go ahead and reset your characters to whatever you uh, can reset with your rests plus your level ups, all your fun stuff, and your new items. 
Oh, something else that happened in the last episode, Criddles came into play. Oh, yeah. We learned that some of them are very good and some of them are very bad. And if you take more than one, you will explode. Yes. Which I was <laughs> secretly hoping that you all would forget that. Um. <laughs> would we die? Oh, yeah. I would have absolutely just, if, if we were in person, I would have torn up your character sheet if you guys ate too. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so bisexual. You monster. I would be so mad. Like, like, okay, she's dead, but can I have a souvenir? Like, sets it on fire. Never, <laughs> never coming back. Toxic DM. This is why we're. This is why we're separated. It's fine. Yeah, we actually all have restraining orders against each other. I, I'm legally not allowed in Florida anymore. I can't. So, you guys have rested. You can all make your way downstairs. You can feel, at some point while you're getting ready, the boutique kind of settle on land. Uh, does Is anyone there a have shower? anything they need to do in the morning before we start the interaction with Anamik? Is there any, like, morning routine you do or anything like that? Yes, Cherry goes over her outfit, makes sure that everything is tidy, any small repairs in her cloak or clothes that need to get done. Um, and she also plays with her rats a little bit. She's added a little pocket in the cloak for her rats. I have fascinated. I have fastened my rainbow wing to uh, the feather uh, to my hat, and also I would like to roll for my potion for the day. Oh yes, absolutely. Let me get that potion list up. Forgot about that. I roll a d twenty. I rolled a five. Very nice. So a five is a potion you can actually just look up. It's something that's actually useful. It's not just a drink this time. Uh, you have created the potion of fire breath. Soar, after drinking this potion, you can use a bonus action to exhale fire at a target within 30 feet of you. The target must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw or take taking 46 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. You have to use the potion within one hour you have to use all three charges within one hour or it goes away also so florals and spring in his right mind where he wouldn't have two points of exhaustion would immediately give this to cherry chapo because the range of this is meant for like a melee mm. person but he's not in his right mind fair enough so he like yeah i don't know what would he do with it drink um, it right now burn down this house <laughs> I think, no, honestly, I think that he just, like, the potion's made and he just puts it away, like. Yeah. He he wants to go back to reading. Fair enough. Humphrey also, uh, part of their morning routine now, since they got that black dragon scale nail from Tisha, uh, he kind of sits on his bed, meditates, and magically discerns the distance and direction to the closest black dragon within 30 miles. Is there a black dragon <laughs> within 30 miles? Within 30 miles? Let me check my map. Yeah. Wait, I'm Canadian. How far is that? What's that conversion? <laughs> it's like a couple loonies and a, a kilo or something. Oh, apparently my dad like cleaned out, cleaned out the dryer because it uh, like take it apart, take it apart. And he found like $25 worth <laughs> of change back there. Wow. <laughs> it would be 48 kilometers. Kilometers. Yeah, almost 50 kilometers. Wow. Yeah, it's 362 moose. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Tisha. Moose. How many alligators is it? <laughs> How many orange trees? <laughs> How many poor voting decisions? <laughs> How many unworn masks? 
yeah. <laughs> How many on one? That's the good one. Yeah. Uh, Edith, her morning routine, she does take a shower. There's a shower, I assume, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, she takes a shower and sings I Don't Want to Wait by Paula Cole super loud. And then she gets out of the shower and she naked kung fu's. <laughs> I'm oh, okay. so confused. And then says her mantra and comes downstairs after getting What's dressed. The mantra? I do what I want because that's what I want to do. Incredible. Also, are there any black dragons within 30 miles, Chris? Okay, okay. We'll, uh, b- before we establish if there's a dragon nearby, we need to establish where we're at. So we know the boutique has landed, but we need to figure out if you've actually landed in the fairy world this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. But regardless of where you've landed, Humphrey, when you make it downstairs, your uh, dragon senses are tingling. There is a black dragon nearby, or at least within 362 moves. Oh, my God. Okay, I can magically discern the distance and direction. Would this affect your curse? Or is it a different type of magic? It's because of the armor that Tisha gave me offhandedly. Okay. All right. I will get you. The dragon is southeast of you. Can you give me a number right now? The exact distance I don't have right now. Let me figure it out. Okay. That's fine. I'll wait. Because I do have a real map. So, Cleo, you spent the night putting all of your research and everything into the Enchiridion, and I have created a map for you to reference uh, everything that you've researched in the fairy world. Yay! And I will post this on our social media so you guys can see it too, because I'm actually pretty proud of this. This is the first map I've made of a like, world. So let me get this over to you guys, and I will figure out what each square means so I can figure out the distance to this dragon. While he's doing that, also, I didn't give you... Edith didn't give you that armor offhandedly. She gave it to you to help uh, convince you not to use your magic to defend yourself or us because you'll be able to take... I thought you just gave me the the hand axe. I gave you the hand axe and I gave you the dragon black dragon scale mail at the same time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, and Cherry is getting fresh baked goods from Anamique's bread box, filling up her basket and giving her little day olds to her brats. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Okay, well, when you open Anamik's bread box, uh, Frankie's in there and he goes, Hey, what are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I was just sleeping in here. What are you, what's going on? Are we, are we here? Are we back home? Is he just ferreting around? What's, what's... Yeah, he's just ferreting around. Exactly. Uh, as he's waking up and getting a good stretch in, I have sent over the map so you can give that a look over. As There's a theme with all of the town names, so everything's named after a color. I don't... A petition to rename Cream Cave to something else. No, absolutely not. Okay. The names are important. You don't want to go digging through Cream Cave? Stop it. I'm uncomfortable. Included in the map, there is a little green dot, and that's telling you where you are landing. So that's where Anamik's boutique is landing. Not exactly where Cherry lives, but... What color is anthracite? Anthracite's a gray. Where's Moontown? Yeah, where is Moontown? Oh, the Moon Village. That's right. I forgot it was called that, actually. So here's retcon. Here's what's happening. Um, So Cherry's Moon Village is like a local term for it, but the proper name of it is Aubergine. I hate you. You named it Dicktown? (laughs) Yeah, so Aubergine on the map, the far left side, that's where Cherry lives. I assume just colloquially it's called like Moon Village. Because no one's going to fucking say Aubergine. Okay, so where are we? You are on the other side of the river from Cherry's Village. So you're actually near Anthracite Keep, that little green dot. 
And you'll see on the map that some of the towns have markers on them, whereas some just show the name of the town. So the ones with markers are shown in the legend, and those are the ones that are critical to the story. Those are the places that I need you to go in order to carry on the story. But you can explore anything else on this town. So if you wanted to go to gold farms and dig through the haystacks, that's totally fine. You can do that. Nice! Yeah, you can kind of treat this like an open world. Exactly. Oh, if this was an RPG that I am playing, like I'm playing Wind Waker right now. I am not following the quest. My dragon boat's like, we're urgently on a quest. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm stopping at every island. <laughs> I feel like because of Floral Spring is who he is, he is going to want to visit every single place. I the island that has a lake in the middle of it. Oh, something's definitely in there in Zelda. <laughs> While you are having breakfast at Anamik's Boutique, you can, Cleo, you can share the map with everybody so you can all see what you're up for uh, in this little adventure. And Humphrey, you can use this time to figure out that the Black Dragon is going to be, I guess, since you know the exact distance, you can kind of plot this pretty easily. Uh, Mint Cove, down in the southeast corner of that island. That's where you believe a Black Dragon resides. I think Humphrey discloses this information at the breakfast table. What do I know about black dragons? Oh, sure. You're from here. Or I do tour. I also know about black dragons. Yeah. You probably know something about black dragons then. Tell us. Well, it's black. Why don't you roll a nature check and Cleo with disadvantage since you are so tired. Oh, because you just sleep deprived crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's spouting off nonsense facts. They've got four ears and 17 legs. And they're red. Uh, seven. I say, Thor, I know about black dragons and then as i say that i like doze off and fall out of my chair (laughs) yeah that's what i was afraid of but cherry you're from here i I mean Mm -hmm. do we do we really need to worry about the black dragon that's that's like pretty far away or can we just or absolutely we need to worry about the black dragon because we do not want it to wreak havoc on the uh, inhabitants of the fairy world so maybe we need to be the good and then i fall back asleep oh my god i will probably say cherry's very sheltered she has been to one of these big towns like she's been to anthracite and that's it maybe like she knows that she's across the river but that makes sense. Yeah, Cherry's from the forest. She knows her area, and she knows, like, how to get to Grandma's house, how to get to Anthracite, but that's about it. Exactly. But, yeah, no, she's not used to leaving the forest, so she's actually like, I don't actually really know the big towns, really. I know Anthracite, and I think I can see the castle from here, but dragons are out of my expertise. Florals in Spring wakes up again and says, Cherry, mm. would you be so kind as to allow us before we send you back to your family to um, follow us and journey with us to go see the black dragon. If I can send a letter to my mom, letting her know that I am okay and I am just on an adventure, I think I'd actually really enjoy that. Or absolutely. Anna Make, do you think you could do that for us? I don't don't know if we should go fight it. Are we going to go try and go inside a dragon's home and kill it? Maybe. No, not just kill it. Uh, Dragons are very intelligent. Maybe we can talk to it and see how it's been faring. Maybe talk to the um, people that live around the dragon, the dragon's horn, and see if it's been wreaking havoc. I don't know. I don't think dragons are innately evil. Yeah, here's here's the thing, y'all. Florals here has not slept, and I do not 
really trust his judgment right now. I think that he's not quite thinking this through. You know, look at us going up against a black dragon that we know nothing about in an area that I know nothing about and that Cherry, who lives here, knows nothing about. I'm not sure if that's the top priority here. And I get it that Florals wants to look at this dragon because science and, and shit, but I don't think that that's the smartest thing for us to do. In, in my humble opinion, maybe our first bet is to go to Cherry's house, get some supplies, and find out if they know about this dragon. Maybe it's just a residential domesticated dragon that just chills and saves the realm from, you know, evil doers or something. I, I do think our first priority could be to get Cherry home or... I think we're losing sight of the fairy godmother. Or Nora. Yeah. The fairy. And, and also Frankie. Frankie, are, you're from here. Do you know anything about black dragons? Is this natural to be here? Yeah, yeah, I'm from here. I don't know anything about a dragon in this forest. I haven't seen a dragon, but I know there is something with big snarling teeth that's chased me before, so I don't go too far south in the forest. That's why I like to stay at home and let Bird do the shopping for the water and the food. How do I put it? Cherry is feeling a lot more confident because if she can get home from a weird world, she can definitely get home from her world, right? So like, man, I finished this task. Cherry's like riding the wave yeah. of confidence. <laughs> exactly. Damn, look at me. Got home, right? Right? I can take out a dragon now. Florals in spring uh, get, uh, grabs a, a coin and says, hit or tails. Are, are we doing, can, don't we have three options here? Like, go to Cherry's. Go confront the fairy godmother and also go to certain death. Do we have a three-sided coin? Uh, well, uh, Thor, how about these? Humphrey says the fairy godmother. Cherry says uh, back horn. And I say the black dragon. <laughs> so I'm going to roll a 1d4. If we get four, we do whatever Edith wants. If we do a three, that's Humphrey. If we do a two, that's Cherry. And if we do a one, that's me. I love the decision making before even stepping foot off the boutique. Big money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What is it? Yikes. It's a one. <laughs> it's oh, a one. It's a one. Yeah. If you want to look, if you want to look at the chat, it's, 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 it's a whole It's a literally a one. I, I'm not in what? the group. Oh, you're what? not in the group? No, my character is homebrew. So it's on paper. Okay, fair enough. Oh, okay. Can you like join and view it through one of our character sheets? I don't really want to bother. You can just say it out loud okay. because it's a podcast. It's a one. <laughs> yeah. It's a one. Fair. Um, I thought my laugh gave it away. Sorry. So it looks like we're going to go see the dragon. And it just came across my um, book. And I pull out my book um, to the black dragon. And it says, uh, yes, um, dragons are naturally evil. Would you explain why Frankie the Sausage is uh, worrisome of going further south? Thor, I'm assuming that the dragon is wreaking havoc on the fairy world and we must stop it. Or also, think of the precious metals. I mean, do we know that? Like, we're not, I'm not native to this place. Am I just going around to this whole area deciding what's good and what's bad for him? Maybe we could convince the dragon to join us and help us. Can we just at least on our way, on our way there, can we just talk to someone else and just make sure that that's something they want us to do in their land? 
I think that's a fantastic idea. If we can avoid fighting a black dragon, it would be within our best interest. But we must be the heroes of the fairy world. It is our duty. And in the name of science, I would also like to procure some black dragon acid. Thank uh, you. Well, if I'm looking All out right. this window, there is a, a large a castle or a keep right a- across the street from us. Should we go there and ask them what's going on? Or that's a splendid idea. Florals in Spring gets up to start walking out the door and then like literally trips and falls into the wall and is falling asleep again. I don't know if we should go chase this black dragon. Floral seems a little out of it. I like that you're basically an exhausted sim. Like I keep trying you to make you do stuff and you just keep falling down because you're too tired. Yeah, Florals is like sleeping beautifully. Very nice. (laughs) Well, while Cleo takes a nap, you and I are going to head into the gay agenda. Welcome to the Gay Agenda, the part in our show where we thank our patrons, talk about our sponsors, and talk about anything else we have going on in the podcast. I believe we are all caught up on Patreon members. If I have not given you your shout out, just shoot me a message. I will be sure to fix it. And if you want to hear your name during the Gay Agenda, join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. Over the weekend, we did discover who the mystery gift giver of the gifts is. So I want to thank David. Thank you so much for creating those items. They were well received. And I look forward to all of them coming into play in the future of the cursed season. Now, before we get back to the show, as I'm editing this episode, I realized that this dragon is way more than 30 miles away. I gave away this dragon so early. <laughs> and now it's a fixation point for everybody. Um, so just ignore uh, mileage when it comes to looking at this map. Oh, the map is available on all of our social media. I've put it on Instagram, Twitter. It's in our Discord. And yeah, it's for being a free map, I'm pretty proud of it. But speaking of this dragon, we will go back to the show and finally get you guys out of Anamik's magic boutique. But before we do, Anamik has something she wants to tell you. When you try to start leaving, Anamik will say, oh, I had thing to tell you. And then she'll see you pass out and go, oh, well, I will tell the rest of you this. Last night, Madam Cookie had a vision. A vision of, I wrote this down to be very specific of what I say. So let me see it again. Madam Cookie was up late and felt that you could find this information lucrative and bountiful on your journey. So let me tell you this lucrative and bountiful information for your journey. How much is it going to cost? Oh. No, no, no cost. Madam Cookie needs me to tell you this. Yes, I was up all night hand-washing my socks, and that was when Madam Cookie spoke to me. I thought this house smelled <laughs> a little funny. <laughs> and Anamik will put her hands on both sides of Humphrey's face, and she says, For you, tight spot. Height spot? Tight. T-I-G-H-T. Tight spot. Tight. Tight. Tight spot. That's what she said. Yes. And then she will place her hands on Cherry's face. And she will say, for you, untarnished. Okay. She's really spooked out by this. <laughs> yeah, she's getting really close to your face, too, so that's fair. She then moves on to Edith, and she places both of her hands on Edith's face and says, for you, moisturized. And then she moves over to Cleo, kneels down, and moves your face to look directly at yours, and she makes sure you're a little bit awake, at least, and says, for you, 
79. 79. Um, do you want to roll and see if I actually heard that? Or should we just... <laughs> we'll just... At least somebody heard it. Okay. Well, you know, we'll just go for that. We'll just... Yeah. At least one of them heard her say 79 to you. Maybe she writes it in my book. There we go. That's perfect. She will write it in yep, your book. I love 79. it. 79. Big, bold numbers. <laughs> Great. And uh, Anamik will say... All right, that is all the information I have. I hope you understand it, and Madam Cookie believes that you will figure out exactly what that means. Anomik has no faith in you whatsoever, but Madam Cookie thinks you can do it. But you are free to go. You had breakfast. I will clean up and enjoy your fairy world, yes? Oh, and then Floral Spring says, well, thank you, um, Anamik, if you do not mind, uh, before we go see the Black Dragon, uh, Cherry would like to send a message to her family, letting them know that she is safe. What is the best way for us to transport it? Oh, I was just assuming there was like a mail carrying system in this world. (laughs) You have all these pigeons. (laughs) (laughs) But they are not native to this world, so what if they get lost? It's true. These are mostly decorative. Uh, Yes, though, this world does have snail mail, but it is actual snail. (laughs) Thor, it seems that we'll be using the snail mail method. Um, Thor, thank you all very much, and you have a fantastic day. Also, um, would you happen to know, it seems that in order for us to get to the cove, um, where the Black Dragon is, we have to get through quite a bit of water. Would you happen to know a way for us to get through? Hmm, I would suggest asking a local person how they would get across river and then do that. Because me, I would fly. I would just I would just show up there. But for you, ask somebody what they would do and then do that. Or thank you. Or... And then I like sp- spruce myself up, you know, give myself a slap in the face. I say, you got this, you know, like I'm getting ready. And I um, walk out the door towards the town. Snail mail. Can it please be a wear snail that is the mail carrier in this? World? Oh, my. <laughs> yes, of course. It's a wear snail. Of course. That's so pointless. All right. You all have safe travels. Welcome back to your home, little girl, Cherry. I'm very happy you're home. Take care of yourself. All right, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you. She still looks very uncomfortable after you put her hands to her face. (laughs) She's being polite. All right. Let's go send a letter to my mom and then kill a dragon. All right. Humphrey grabs some gingerbread cookie dough from the box just for the road. Edith wants to... Is Can I get drinks in the bread box anything edible yeah uh she gets some chamomile tea cool chamomile tea shows up in a to-go cup that stays that's very insulated so it stays warm that's such a mom thing to do i was gonna say like in a to-go cup that's like bougetto like damn that thing's got Yeti cups? That's crazy. <laughs> well, I'm not going to like hold a liquid in my hands. What am I supposed to use? <laughs> I don't know. A coffee mug? A cute coffee I need mug. it to stay warm. A squirt gun. A squirt gun. I'm going to somehow convince... My goal is to somehow, once we get to Anthracite Keep, convince Florals to drink it so we get some rest <laughs> before we go fight a fucking dragon. <laughs> I don't know if it will work but it's worth a try. <laughs> Frankie will jump in here and say, hey, why don't you uh, show me that map? Let me see where I live and let me see if it's on the way to your grandma's place. Maybe you just show me the map. Can I see it? Um, I show um, 
like I have a firm grip on my book and I put it in front of uh, I put it in front of Frankie and if he like tries to grab it um, I, it like it's not leaving my hands no one trusts you Chris mm, nah I just I'm just trying to help or I mean like this is it's for anyone <laughs> yeah yeah I'll take a look I'm not gonna touch nothing don't worry about it and uh, Frankie will look and say oh yeah yeah here I am I'm, I'm from right here Violet Arbor's and Cherry, you recognize Violet Arbor's to be the same place that your grandmother lives. My grandma! Oh yeah, it's straight up the path here. This should be pretty close by. I'm gonna get myself home and see Bird and Mouse. Violet Arbor's. Okay. The triangle-ish thing. Okay, yeah, I see it. Yeah, so if you want to send a letter to your grandma, I could just take it home with me and I'll just drop it off on my way home. Frankie, do you know how we get the mail carriers? Because we can definitely... You know, send you along with them. Oh, I'm much faster than that snail. You see these fucking ferret feet? He's very skittery. Look, look at him. Yeah, look at him look, around. And then Frankie slinks around. All right, do you want to take this? It's up to you. Do you want to come along with us to go check out this dragon? Or do you want to go, like, deliver this mail to over here and she points on the map where Cherry lives? Oh, no. I would much prefer to deliver mail. That sounds much less scary and threatening. Things with shark teeth tend to like sausages. God, fuck. Anyone opposed? I can't believe Pickle Rick has infected even our podcast. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't mind helping out. What, what's your grandma's name? Grandmother Chapo? <laughs> I didn't even think she would have. My grandmother has a first name, and I don't know it. Oh, my God. All right, that's all right. You don't have to. I can just look at anyone who I think might be your grandma and let them know that their granddaughter is safe and on a mission to kill a dragon. How's that? I'm going to send a note with you because, no offense, I think if a weird sausage with metal arms shows up and tells my grandmother her grandchild is safe, but she won't be home for a little bit, I think she would be worried. (laughs) So Cherry is going to wrap up the most... Like a biscotti kind of bread thing, so it'll be okay if it's a little stale. Just going to write a little note that says, Back home safe. We'll tell you later. Going on adventure. Sending love. P.S. Yes, this is a sausage with metal arms. Love you. (laughs) And send it and give it to um, the sausage. Who I keep wanting to call Benny, which I know isn't right. (laughs) All right, I'll go drop off this letter to your grandma's house. And I'm going to go see my mouse and my bird friend. I'm so excited to see them. I'm going to make them a big old meal when I get home. Back to my usual duties. Okay, thank you again for this favor. Yeah, no problem. What happens if one of them moves out? What do you mean moves out? We got an arrangement. Bird goes and gets the food and water. I cook with the food and water. And then mouse cleans up after all of us. We got an arrangement that lives correctly. They're not going to move out on me. What if they've replaced you with another sausage? Well, then that sausage is going to catch these hands because they don't have any and I do, bitch. Ah! Frankie, like, stands up on his hind legs and, like, puts up his duke. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Edith gives him a hug before he leaves. Oh, hugs. That's nice. Bye, Frankie. They grow up so fast. Thank you. All right, I'm going to go now. See you later. Bye. And Frankie tips his ferret hat to you all and then ferrets off down the road, slinking away back home. She's going to curtsy at him. You all can exit the boutique and make your way to Fairy World. You can see Frankie Ferret run away down the path, and Anamik's Magic Boutique will fade out of existence. You are now in Fairy World. There is Anthracite Keep, which is a big castle-looking uh, structure in front of you. 
there is the river behind you and you have a path going north south north would lead you to cherry's uh grandmother along with paths to basically everywhere in the world but you tell me what would you like to do first ferret run away god i hate it or if he's really happy he's doing like weird little hops and skips oh yeah he's doing all that Fuck. Yeah, I think we did, we agreed to stop at Anthracite Keep just to make sure that the townspeople yes. are cool with us. Okay, that works. Then you can start walking uh, across the trail. And as you're doing that, I need everyone to make me a perception check. I have disadvantage. <laughs> yes. A perception check? Yes, please. 17. 10. Okay. 21. Cool. 9. Okay. Well, then Humphrey and Edith, you can notice that when you look up the trail where Frankie just ran off to, you see a tall wooden creature, uh, slender, but tone has some obvious like muscle, wooden muscle structure to him. Uh, It has wooden bracers on like a wooden chest piece. And there's little branches like twigs sticking out of his shoulders going off to the sides. And when he sees you, he stops, puts his box down and slowly backs into the side of the forest, just off the trail. Hello. What does the box look like? That's what she said. <laughs> hey, Cherry, do you know this 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 person? Not everyone in the fairy world knows each other. Oh, uh, it's uh, kind uh, of. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> hello, good person. Uh, we mean you no harm. Uh, we won't steal your package. We're just on our way to Anthracite. He, uh, he'll slowly peek his wooden head out from the edge of the trail and say, You're not the thing that's making people disappear in the forest. Oh, we would never. Oh, shit. Uh, that tree's Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> well, that's not what I was going for. Uh, I'm supposed to be speaking in cursive. This is a pickle Patreon submitted uh, NPC. Oh, my God, Chris. I love your voice acting. Well, l- we wouldn't make anyone disappear unless you know they're harming other people you know doing good by doing bad kind of thing it's complicated we but we're not making we just got here this is our this is my first time literally like two minutes in in this area so i didn't make anyone disappear i'm not that powerful you are just sounding more suspicious I, I don't know. I, 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 okay. Uh, maybe I came off the wrong way. Hello. Uh, my name is Edith. I am from, you know, a, a different place than here. I took a magic house here. Well, I, I'm sorry. Okay. My name is Edith. When's thereafter? What's your name? My name is Sick Nabin. What is that? Okay. Well, this was great. Oh. We don't have to talk to every passerby on the street, but it was a pleasure to meet you. Uh, have fun on your journey. Also, nice package. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, it's full of raspberries. My box is full of arrowheads because I'm a Fletcher. Are you making people missing in the forest? No, that's not me. I just make arrows. Well, we okay. just send Frankie into the forest. Should we? Now I'm worried. <laughs> if your friend went in the forest, he's definitely going missing. Yeah, but he's what? like a weird little sausage. Yeah, all by all by themselves. Yeah, definitely well. missing. He's gonna go missing. Okay. 
if our sausage goes missing, does that make him a, a missing link? <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. If you want, I can show you my realm-renowned arrows. They're, of course, for sale. Oh, how much are they? The arrows are ten gold apiece, but they do special things. Oh, well, they do. This arrow, of course, has a special power. And he takes an arrow from his quiver and shoots it up into the air. And as it flies in the air, it reaches its crest and poof, turns into a bird and then flies away. And he goes, Sparrow! I'll take one. (laughs) Does the sparrow come back or? No! Florals and Spring takes out three, (laughs) 30 gold pieces and then like like throws them at uh, this man and then just takes three arrows. Ten gold is. I have more arrows if you like that one. Or or there they do other things. Well then, please show me. He uh, he pulls another arrow from his quiver and shoots it into the ground. And when it hits the ground, a wheelbarrow pops up, and he goes barrow. And then he puts his box of arrowheads into the wheelbarrow. Oh my god, I hate this. Why weren't you doing that from the start? I was carrying the box from the docks. I was getting in my workout. Uh, do you do uh, do you do bulk deals if I wanted to get a, like a four for four from you? I don't, a four for four. four gold. How much do you have? I have ten gold. I want I want more than one arrow. Let me show you another. And he says. Maybe you're hungry. And he takes another arrow out of his quiver and shoots it into the ground. And a bowl of white grains appear. And he goes, Pharaoh. I hate you. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I hate you. Did you say Pharaoh? Yeah. A pharaoh? It's a type of grain. It's a food. Okay. I thought you meant Pharaoh as in an Egyptian ruler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's holding the bowl of grain. Exactly. <laughs> so I, was like, what? I have one more, one more arrow to show you. And he takes an arrow out of his quiver and aims it at a tree in the forest and lets go. And when the arrow hits a tree, a burst of lightning damages the tree. And he oh goes, Thunderbolt! <laughs> Wait, Wait a, a second. second. I didn't say they were all useless. <laughs> so now you have your choice of arrows. You have the sparrow, you have the barrow, you have the pharaoh, and you have the thunderbolt. I want that one. Uh, he'll also explain that he understands that the 10 gold may seem like a steep cost. However, he is having trouble with uh, shipment on his arrowheads. This is my last shipment of arrowheads for a while. The docks are going to shut down soon because there's turmoil at the mines. So I have to price these arrows as if they're the last ones I can sell. How many arrows do you waste showing people what your arrows do? <laughs> Too much. Edith is going to give Humphrey her 15 gold. Get whatever you want, bub. Um, I'm going to take out 40 gold. As I have 40 gold. I have 43 gold, and I'm going to use 40 gold to go ahead and buy one of each. Okay, one My of each. My goal with this, though, is to study it and see if I can make these myself. Ooh. That's so funny. So then um, I will probably be stepping myself with some of these. Stop! Stop! <laughs> you better be careful. You know what they do now. Well, with Tisha's generous donation, I will take one lightning bolt and one wheelbarrow. 
Do they look exactly the same? Because I'm just chucking them both in my bag. Hey, maybe you can... Uh, good... Uh, good, uh... Knee bin. Sick. Sick. Oh, okay. Good sick. My brother here has 25 gold. Would you do a four for 25? I can't do four for 25, but I'll do three. We'll take it. I want the one that's not an Egyptian person. (laughs) Wait, no. I want the three that aren't the Egyptian person. (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) They're not... (laughs) Okay, you can grab a Thunderbolt, a Sparrow, and a Barrow. I'm so confused. Cool. Yeah. Okay, keep going. One of them's like a, a bowl of yeah, Pharaoh? It's, like, it's just wheat. It's just different types of the little wheat grains. Looks like rice. And before I forget to say this, I want to thank our pickle of our iPatreon, Brandon, for submitting this. Wh- I love it. Me? Or is the... <laughs> Not you. Other Brandon. Other Brandon. I don't remember submitting these. He came up with the idea of what the character looks like and gave me the curse of speaking, and I took it from there. While y'all are talking, I'm going to... Can I stealth and try and sta- uh, snag some? Oh my goodness. Are you trying to steal from the arrow maker? You better stealth well. You just not going to like that. And then, Does Cherry notice? Does Cherry notice? Does Cherry notice? No, I'm not telling anyone. I rolled a 10 and a 7, though, so I failed. Um, so as I was walking up to him and like walking around, like making a really like roundabout way to uh, this man. And I just fall over and start going to sleep again. Edith picks him, picks up Cleo by the back of his collar. I'm sorry about my friend. He He's really tired. And she puts him over her shoulder. Yeah. Can we borrow that wheelbarrow if you want to continue your workout ah yes i should continue my workout here you go and he'll just take his box out and give it to you that's what she said (laughs) sorry yes this is the last shipment at least until the tension with the miners is done the boat captain at the dock said that there was some turmoil happening over there and not to expect anything for a while For not having any more supply, you are awful loose with how you use your arrows. Well, maybe we can help out. What what's going? We're heading over that way after we stop over here by this keep. What what's going on with the mine? Does it have to do with that black dragon? From my understanding, the mining has stopped because some of them have died. There's some dangers in mining. Could be dragon related. I don't know. I mean, if you front us some of those Thunderbolt arrows, uh, maybe we can bring you back some. Because we're heading that way. I unfortunately (laughs) need money more so than whatever you're offering. Well, but it's a a gentleman's agreement. I'll shake your uh, limb. (laughs) Realm's best gentleman's agreement maker. Yeah, she pulls out her coffee cup. Realm's best promise keeper. I... Roll, roll, uh, persuasion. Ooh, I got an 18 plus. What the? F- Five, so 23. You know what? He did, He's not a good business person. What, what is your off? How many do you need? Yeah, I'll bring you back double arrowheads per arrow, per thunderbolt arrow that you give us. Do any of us have a, something to shoot these both, these arrows with? Ahem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Florals has a beautiful bow. 
sorry, who? Um, oh, yeah, I, Florals does have a beautiful bow. <laughs> literally, <laughs> Flora and Prada. Sleep. Okay. Yeah, I think that might help us. Uh, one, once uh, our buddy here gets some rest, uh, I'm sure, you know, he's not going to want to use the four you gave. So maybe so having some extra of these might help us out. Well, since you can give me double of what I give you, it only makes sense for me to give you arrows. Thunderbolts. All right. Yeah, how many How many you got? I'll bring you back double the arrowheads of how many uh, Thunderbolt arrows you, you front us. I'm not sure I want to give you very many when your friend was trying to steal from me. I can spare four. I, I'm not sure he that 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 florals was stealing. I think that he was just you know sleepily walking and just kind of fell. Ah, yes, sleep stealing. Yeah, we got it under control. I'll t- I'll take those four and I'll bring you back at least eight arrowheads. Edith, we don't know what's causing the supply. I what? know. I know that. Okay. <laughs> figure out something i mean if anything maybe we can shape our own pieces of metal i got all this armor hear me clanking around all the time i can do something with it we're just robbing this poor tree we're not robbing him i'll get him some arrowheads no matter what even if i don't figure out the supply chain issue i'll figure out some way to get him some arrowheads i keep my word and she drinks out of her coffee cup realm's best word keeper and she says that out loud as well. There's an exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> While she's drinking, so it sounds more like Brown's plus world keeper. <laughs> I can't. Just be careful on your travels. At least a hundred people have gone missing already. Does the king do anything about it? No. Does he provide us safe passage? No. He just says stay out of the forest, but some of us live in the forest. But when you've come back with my arrowheads, you can find me in Mahogany Village. That's where I reside. All of us there are wood people. That's what she said. You're all good people? That's good to know. Wood. Wood. Wood what? Wood I what? (laughs) All right. I gotcha. We'll we'll do something. We'll figure it out. We'll get you paid back for sure. All right, y'all. Uh, who wants to? I guess I'll push the wheelbarrow. Let's uh, lickety split out of here. Before you head off to Anthracite City, uh, Sick Nabin will wave his tree arm goodbye, and off he goes. And this is the perfect time to end the episode. We will start the next episode of Cursed in the town of Anthracite Keep. Till next time, I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade or on Twitter at Chris the DM. I'm Tisha, uh, also known as Wonder Woman 1984, and you can find me on the Isle of Lesbos. Excellent. I'm Brandon. (laughs) You can find me at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay on TikTok. Oh, hi. My name is Katie, and yeah, I'm just deleting myself from the internet. I love Matrix. Lame. Or something. Or something. Hey there. I'm Jonathan. (laughs) You can find me on TikTok at Groundbreaking33. And Instagram at Eugene underscore J90. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.
an RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.